Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. in a lot of edits recently that I would open almost every single episode going so and so I as I just did I'm feeling really (laughs) self-conscious about it so at some point I'm gonna have to lean in and find a proper opening like so 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 just take it too far or or come back (laughs) does that count as the millennial pause no I really don't think so just because I'm too antsy to pause for a long mm-hmm. time although it's not that I'm thinking about now I'm pausing fuck you Trent I'm just really aware every time you say so now I know it that is something that working on this podcast and all of you as listeners don't hear it. There's that moment when you pause for stopping and you let like the moisture come back into your mouth and you go <laughs> before you Ew. start talking again. And the, I, I cut that out of the podcast cause it just, you don't need it. I am now hyper aware of whenever people do that in real life. Yeah. Uh, and I became really very aware that at the end of almost every episode, it ended on me going, no. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like so now I. No. It's like, it's like a tradition now. It's like you're being pushed off the ledge. At the end of <laughs> no. Yeah. We, we don't fade that out. Jane just naturally goes, no. no. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's natural Foley work. There was one time though, that James was editing the podcast and just started cracking up and it's like, what are you laughing at? And he was like, you, and put the headset on my head and I was like, oh no. (laughs) That was really bad. That was an extra bad time. I I do have a a, a quick intro topic. I don't want to spend too much time because we're at a cool point in the game, but I think it's relevant a little bit to what's going on. And I've talked uh, with, I think all of you personally before. It's a topic I go to regularly. I think I maybe even talked about it on a TikTok once. I think what I really love about one of the many things I love about, I love about role-playing games being nerdy and getting to hang out with all of you is probably the first one. But in the collection of things I like about role-playing games is that it isn't just pure storytelling, right? Because I think given the situation, all of your characters are in any of you who survive will be hard pressed to figure out why the fuck they continue to choose this as opposed to like any, any other job any other way to make, to make like, you know, your life go forward. And if this was a work of fiction or if this was really storytelling forward, it might be that the whole point of this adventure would change and would follow your character to doing something else. What I, what I really enjoy about playing role-playing games is that however much of an idea I have of a character going into it, I find that I discover something about them in playing because as a player, you have to yes. And the story sometimes, Cause like right now this is horrific. You are in an underground cavern that you're hunched over with the roots growing in around you, insects crawling through the wet dirt and mud as you fight a centipede, the size of a grizzly bear. And that I is pretty any, terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And so I think I want to ask, and I'm curious if you've, if you've thought about this or what your answer on the spot is, what you're discovering about your character. When I ask why, why are they doing this? Like if they live, and at this point that's an if, unfortunately, sorry about that to, to all of you, if they live, like why would they continue to choose this life? I think I can answer. Go for it. Um, I think I didn't expect lucky to have like to feel any responsibility for these other people. Mm -hmm. And I think he does. And I think that that has changed kind of how I play. Like I planned on him being a thinker and like a a tactical person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think I've been playing him that way, but I didn't expect him to, I don't know, be invested in everyone else and want everyone to succeed Uh as much as he wants himself to succeed. So Mm -hmm. that's been an interesting little dynamic to, to play with a little bit. He's an intellectual. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he just like, he's had some life experience where he knows that like running into every situation is probably not the best way to go. And he just, is stuck with all these people that like to run into situations. <laughs> and so he's kind of, I don't know. I feel like he's, I, I wouldn't say a leadership role, but definitely is like maybe trying to be the voice of reason at times. Um, so yeah, I didn't necessarily expect that. That's cool. So he, he's found a, a care. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think when he jumped in, he was like, well, I'm just going to see what this is all about. And there was some trauma bonding for sure. 
Well, and it makes me think a little bit about the flashback you had a few weeks ago yeah. and that like kind of how his family treated him, that he's, he's choosing a different path for himself right. with these people around him. Anyone else have answers? Like for what? Ari, it has a little bit to do with her backstory, which hasn't had a chance to really come out yet. But a lot of it is that she's uh, running away from something, like just wants to get away and be kind of like completely off on her own, doing her own thing. And uh, is also like still a kid and doesn't really know how else to do that besides like, okay, well, I guess this is just the alternative to where I was before. And so this is better. And I guess I'll just do this. And I think having like anyone around that she knows or has kind of like become friends with, it's just kind of like, all right, I guess this is what I'm doing now. Okay. Arthur, Nikolai, thoughts on why you in the world you would ever continue to choosing to put yourself into horrible situations? Yeah, I think so. Arthur has like, I think he feels a duty to his dad mm -hmm. um, after having let Biff sort of slip through his fingers. He was sure. sent to go get him. So I, I I mean, it's, it's half like a religious thing. He's, you know, sorrow's sword. He's going to seek revenge on those who harmed Biff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think there's just like this duty to his family that he's like, well, I messed up now. I have to sort of correct the wrong. No. Do you feel like this is directly related to that or just sort of, he's hoping like I can just tip some global scale maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's the, the Knights of last wall mm -hmm. are, have a long history of, you know, this is your duty. So this is what you do. Um, or no one else will. Um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely there, uh, in that mindset. Okay. I'd say Nikolai, and this might be a little easy because he's a cleric, but a divine purpose. Sure. He, I would say that even Jason as a player is unsure why Nikolai is here. <laughs> okay. Except that yeah. he is being compelled to be here. Sure. By a higher power that gives him all of his special abilities. So for me, that's what Nikolai's doing here. The ring. Maybe that's what I'm here for. Sure. The, I don't the know. The one ring. The one ring. The one. That the mites took. <laughs> I will say this is something that is difficult for me in this game compared to our last season, which had like such a clear and direct impact on all of our characters' lives and like this really clear step-by-step -step narrative that I really liked about it. With this, there are times that I'm like, I don't actually know why anyone would be like, we're going to go get this wedding ring back yeah, yeah. and like actually put your life in real danger and all of that stuff that I think that that is definitely a challenge of this setting is trying to figure out like, okay, why would, why would you even do that? Because I think conceptually I can say, well, the ultimate goal is that they have like a new place to live and a new community and like this charter to go out and do that. And maybe this is just part of the reality of having something like that. But I think that with, particularly like these little side quests and stuff like that. There's an element that I'm like, I don't know, man, because it's a game and we're doing it. And this is what we're doing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's one of the things that it is fun. It's definitely a different change from going from a one-off adventure, like night of the gray death. It starts at a high level, has a really clear plot hook, a villain that's sort of evident, even if you think it's one thing and it might become another. And it's one of the things I, I think that's been interesting. And I've gotten some feedback from listeners that they've really enjoyed kind of getting to see these characters discovering themselves, which is to say us figuring out who they are. Because I think it's one of those interesting sort of bits of, of almost tabletop alchemy that happens. Because you're right. You're like, why would anyone choose this? And then you start thinking, okay, well, I guess for this character, it, it might have to be this. So you sort of, you sort of shift into this new reactive stance and it's from there that you start making new decisions for them, that you sort of start creating something beyond what you would have just thought up in your head. And it's in that sort of synthesis of idea and reaction to play space that I think you start to create something a lot more organic. And I always love seeing like Lucky, who was very much a I'll leave him to die, who's now like literally running, trying to keep people alive. Yeah, Cause yeah. the idea that like seeing someone else you care about die would be so hard. Cause you just had that happen like two or three weeks ago <laughs> in game. So I, I think it's always super interesting to I see think, how those come together. I think too, for me, it's different playing in this one because Drosharis was not good. So he kind of didn't answer to anyone mm -hmm. and made his own choices. And this one, I feel like we're being awfully murder hobo-y, <laughs> right? It seems like a good purpose, but even out of the game, we've been having conversations amongst ourselves about like, are we supposed to just be murdering all the bandits as we roll across the world? Or it we, feels weird. <laughs> it feels like there might be something that we're missing mm -hmm. in the overall part, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And I think that our stories last time had 17th level characters and that 
has to come with a very detailed backstory. And I think that helped. Also, our stories last our story last time was like a lot of what we faced. I think that it was easier to have that mental separation because it was like fiends and monsters yeah. and stuff yeah, like right, that, right. which I think for me just as a player is easier to accept of like, oh, like there's a giant fear demon attacking you. Like, of course, you're going to try to attack it. And I actually played an evil character last time. Yeah. Yeah, so it yeah. was like, it's almost like it's harder for me now because I'm playing someone who's supposed to be, I mean, alignment doesn't really exist, but it's like, it's somebody who's just like a kid who's good, whatever, wants to do the right thing. But it's like, yeah, like... I don't know. It's, it's one thing I liked about the way Trent played Biff of just being like, oh my God, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Because it feels pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the cool thing about playing a young character though, though, is like you can, their, their personalities are still like not completely fully formed. And so like you're influenced by the people around you, you know, you're going to be influenced mm-hmm. by your party. And so it, it's interesting. Fell in with the bad crowd. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who impacts that decision-making process more or less, you know? And by the time we reach 18th level, this game will be their backstory. Right. Right. And that's kind of how it was for Dro. Like every time I took a feat, why do you have this feat? Add that into your backstory Mm -hmm. or it was a little more laid out, but I agree with you. I think that it's cool that we can have these characters that, I don't know what happens if Nikolai turns bad. Yeah. I mean, that'd be interesting. Maybe, you know, you, you're a pious person, like he's not, but maybe watching you and sparks some sort of interest, you know, like, Little things like that, that, you know, you have the opportunity to play with a little bit. Well, and I also think that there's an amount too that when it comes to like us facing bandits or whatever, I think that there's so much opportunity to be like, well, what really classifies somebody as like on the right or the wrong side of something, you know, like where there's maybe some perspective that we can get from going along this route and being like, well, I don't know. These are just people like we're just people. What gives us any more right to be out here than them? You know? And so I think that, I mean, I don't know, maybe we just turn it into like a moral query sort of podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) it it is definitely indicative. I think if you look at Paizo's earlier adventure, they've always been really, really wonderful at writing adventure paths. I, I have no question for that. It's interesting to see how much their philosophy around structure and it has changed, not mechanically, but sort of philosophically and narratively, because this was their third or fourth or if it was in the first five, I think five or six adventure paths they ever wrote as as Pathfinder content. They've been writing they had staff, maybe doing adventures back in dungeon magazine for ages. And they actually started doing adventure paths in dungeon magazine. They'd have each month would have these, like they did an amazing one. I think it was uh, like the shackled cauldron or something. It was a really freaking cool adventure path getting off track here. But it's interesting yeah, you're to look at me mad. I'm like fucking Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> Dude, those, those magazines were my life as a nerdy awesome. teenager. We mm-hmm. got to talk about that sometime. Yeah, Actually, we should sure. talk about that in the Patreon, mm-hmm. like nerdy childhoods. Um, but it's cool to see how much they've thought about like what are the motivations. And if you look at a lot of the newer APs, there is a lot of thought behind like how do you create that? And they use a lot of like finding ideological unification of the bad guys around sort of like really specific goals that are much less like they're bandits. You're like, aren't we kind of just bandits, but under a different name? Yeah. Um, so that is a big difference in the way that you're in the writing. This is also a cool AP for me because there's a lot of opportunity, I feel like, for me to explore that. Because like, you've already let anyone who's willing to live and not just like brought them back to prison, but like given them another chance. And I think with Kingmaker, you do have a pretty unique opportunity in making your own kingdom to really make a lot of calls. to, And that, that'll be an interesting pivot to kind of go from wow, we, we're seeing this in the world too. How do you be something, how do you be the change you want to see in the world? But I, it's now time for me to change the topic a little bit. I think we're, we're it's maybe- It's not going to matter because all <clears throat> these characters are going to die immediately anyway. We'll change to my backup backups. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so- Hopefully we'll come in and we'll be less shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just uh, nervously delay and not play to see if we have a full TPK. You don't? What? I mean- <laughs> We could. Delay. We, so, we certainly could. If you want. You guys I, hungry? Let's- Let's go get something. You could go get some food. <laughs> I could eat. Yeah. <laughs> Give you some, some coffee, some caffeine. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually want to do something a little different. I'm a little nervous for this, but I want to try something. I would like to take a little bit of a scene as we start. Ooh. I'd like to share something with all Are we going to get the backstory of this big bug? <laughs> you see... <laughs> Oh, you see a small egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna it's go mother's f- legs gently wash across the egg. <laughs> we're gonna get like the full anime of like every time you fight a villain, you gotta get their whole backstory. Yeah. No, I, I want to start at a literal, maybe, and figurative thirty thousand foot view. You can see the northern reaches 
of the River Kingdom, known as the Stolen Lands. The great marshes to the west, the forests of the, the forests to the plains where you are now. I think we're high enough where you can even see clouds rolling over it, the shadows cast by them. So maybe it's something like a time lapse as you just see a indeterminate amount of time pass in the stolen lands. And so the camera begins to kind of plummet. I must imagine it's behind like opening credits. Live to die, dun dun, present, dun dun, as the camera's going down, using it to sort of cover the transitions from maybe like a CGI to a real camera. Could be more of a wind flute situation yeah. for the music. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, I want it to be a little tenser because I think we're going to go down. And... It's a metal wind flute, okay? Okay. <laughs> mm, it has a, some sharpness it. has a spike on the end. And, and we're going to find a small... We're gonna see, we're gonna see a village, a goblin village, uh, in the edge of that that same marsh that I mentioned to the west of the forest that you were at the northern edge of when you found the bandit camp, and it's it's small huts on stilts above the water. You see a couple of like floating walkways lashed together, goblin families, a couple of children running around like catching a like a toad in their mouth and eating it, others roasting. You see a few of them all singing songs, telling the traditions of their families and their tribe. And the music takes a, a darker turn, a spookier one, as you see, you know that point of view, whenever you see it in a horror movie, you're like, this a monster's coming, we're seeing a monster's point of view. As you see some from under the water, and you see that bit where you can see the view kind of crest out of the water in the swamp as you start to get closer to this village. There's a handful of children and, and like families playing there, a big pot of something stewing, and boom, change an angle. You've now got a, an upper angle looking down and you can see something. It looks almost like a gator silhouette moving in the water towards this village. And then you see that there's more flanking it. There's the head and body moving, and then next to it, another, a third, a fourth, a fifth, almost like in a flying V in the water. And it's as they start to come out of the water, you see that each is a head attached to a long neck, all snaking back to a single body. And then it cuts away. We find a, a single goblin coming back to the village, but even from far off, you can see smoke rising. So much of it as he sort of steps out of some of the denser growth around the edge of one of the drier patches of land in the swamp, you can see the village is, is left in, in wreckage. Parts of it are on fire, whole things are gone, there's, there's bodies everywhere. And you just see from the background a silhouette of a goblin just, it's like you can kind of see the jaw slack and the gape just walking slowly as if in a dream through what's left of his home. Sad. Walking in to it looks like a, at least some place of reverence, maybe a leader's house or a temple. Finding a small box and opening it. We cut then away, seeing the same silhouette again of the goblin walking down a road. Two blades and shoulders popping up from behind its back. A single tear rolling down from his eye. And then, uh, we're losing Trent. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Mama. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> and uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut away from that sort of uh, aside. We'll just see the like lower third text sometime later. And uh, <laughs> Jane is losing. Yeah. Now we lost Jane. It's just like this voice gets me every time. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump back to this fight. Let's set the scene because I realize I haven't been doing that enough. We'll start with another camera angle, this time much lower. That's a rolling field, not too far off in the distance. You can see a river coming down from the mountains to the east, a single sycamore, so tall and old as to be seen for miles around, but it is, as its age gives way, parting from life, you can see where the dead branches are weighing heavy and where some have cracked off, roots ripping up from the ground. Between two of the larger gnarls of roots, you see a hole leading down the camera. <laughs> right down that hole into a series of rooms where now bodies of these mites, these gremlins, lay. Their fingers claws into the ground where they were still trying to grab their weapons to strike at you, even from their last moment of spite. You follow these tunnels, not more than three and a half, four feet tall, roots sticking out of them. The many-legged creatures of centipedes and other 
insects crawling around the edges of these roots as you follow it deeper and deeper still. Finally, you get to just the edge of light as you enter in a room, the small wavering light of a single halo acting as a backlight to a, the, the size of a 15-foot by 15-foot mass of giant whiptail centipede Ugh. rearing up above the ground over the body of Nikolai laying there on the ground, bow next to him. The camera pans in barely, like squeezing past the small amount of room over the centipede, over the body of Nikolai, looking out into the room where a battle has taken place. Tickleback, the giant tick's body. Grabbles the warlord leader of this cult of mites and his lieutenants around him, their bodies on the ground. Blood spilled yours and theirs as we get to pan over to the rest of the group. Arthur on the ground. Magical mace where it's rolled out of his hands. Arthur's been unconscious for at least a little bit. We, we don't have details because of our, uh, our rules about what your dying condition is or isn't. Mm. Do you have any patches, Trent? Nope. Okay. Arthur, standing above Arthur, lucky. Hand just over an open pouch, hoping to get to a healing potion in time. Lucky, you're conscious. Are you wounded at all? Yeah, I'm hurt. Yeah? Do you I'm have hurt. wounded condition? No, 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 I'm not wounded. Okay. But I'm damaged. But you're messed up. Yep. And then just next to Lucky, having just stood up, grabbed her kukri from the ground in a potion out of Lucky's bag, Ari. Mm-hmm. All right, you're wounded, right? You have the wounded condition. I refuse to comment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trent is wide-eyed. I believe uh, wounded too. I refuse to comment. Okay. All right. So according to my tracker, it is, uh, it's the giant whiptail centipede's turn. It is. And, uh, <sighs> You had just made a death save, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nikolai just made a death save. Yeah. Who's? Let's do a little. Let's do a little, little, little patch check. Who's got patches and how many? I do. How many do you have? One. One. I got two. Okay. So it's <gasps> one for Jason. You are patch one for rich Jane, over there. Two for Jared. All right. And zero for Trenton. Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> so I think I don't know how or where this thing's gonna go. I think it's going to have to crawl over your body, Nikolai. <laughs> you get like a thousand legs crawling yeah. over It's not going to be on top of you still. <laughs> In my consciousness, I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? It, it will use its one action ability, undulate. Oh, no. To step or stride, passing through spaces as narrow as five feet without squeezing. Trent, you got exactly right. It'll squeeze through that into the larger sort of warlord's room to have everyone within. Yeah. Actually, Trent, would you be willing to move it up to the north, which is to say Jared and, and Jason were just five feet? Yeah. So it, it squeezes down into that room, settles in. It's got two actions left. It's a big boy. Let's see what we're going to do. We should run away. Are you going to eat me? Lucky. Yeah, I know. I said it last time. He's going to eat me. So it's got, it's got 10 feet of reach on its mandibles. And I, I think it is going to go at Lucky. It hasn't tasted you yet. You might Ew. be delicious. I haven't tasted Lucky yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I hate this thing. We're going to use... Uh, it, something hit me. I'm damaged. Yeah, you're right. It, it wants a better... It's gonna it take just a bite whacked you with its tails. Uh, yeah, I mean, so... But, uh, we took a trip recently to New, New York City. New York City. You're the most devious <laughs> bastard in New York City. Uh, and I always like to buy dice when I'm there. So I've got this gorgeous orange sort of, it looks looks a little bit like lava or maybe hot sauce. Dice. <laughs> like hot sauce. It's a mix of hot sauce and lava lamp. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to go for this mandible. Uh, I'm use, uh, uh, what's it called? Uncanny, whatever, did the dodge thing. Yeah, yeah, nimble dodge. Nimble dodge, we got there. All right, so it'll be a plus two to your AC against this first attack. Here it comes. Is that a cock die? Oh, God. Okay, it fell off. It was was almost good on a 20, (sighs) but I couldn't balance another die on top of it. Is that a crack die? And I flipped the table. Yup. God damn it. (laughs) Can I balance a die? Well... I, uh, I get to good. critical. Oh, oh. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got scared. Uh, <laughs> I got scared for you. Lucky. I just heard the critical. I just cocked eye tw- natural 20 onto a flat natural one. Oh, my God. Oh, and it's right. just holding up that other die like Atlas. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so critical fumble. You know what I like to do? Give me a low die roll, so I'll shuffle, and when you give me the result, I'll draw down that many just to make it a little more random to see what happens at the centipede. Uh, I rolled a one. So. Okay, so it's just top deck right here. This is a melee attack. Um... So, shield crash. You deal the attack's normal damage to your shield, applying hardness. So it doesn't have a shield, so I'm just going to call this as a whiff. So it just misses. It lashes out, and I think one of its mandibles gets caught in the low ceiling, maybe against one of the the ancient roots of this old tree, cutting through the dirt, dropping it onto the ground. It's got you one action left. Bug? Yeah, perfect. What an idiot. With that. <laughs> <laughs> we all feel good about that? Okay. Yep, yep. Ari and Lucky are like, ha! <laughs> I think it'll then go with its tail, because its tail is agile. It's got those long, whippy, the oh, whippy whip tails. With his whippy tail. That's it. What's where I go every time. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that? I think they're touring again. They're, they just announced they another are. tour. Mm-hmm. All right. For what it's worth, as soon as you brought them up, I thought whip crack with the whippy tail. <laughs> I've been thinking it this whole time. <laughs> All right, here we go. Whip crack, whippy tail. Towards, We're going to go against, against Lucky again. Oh, okay. Second attack penalty, but agile. So it's still a high bonus. Let's go with the hot sauce die again. Okay, that's flat. That's going to be a 21 to hit. Yes. But Oof. not a crit. Not a crit. Not a All crit. right, so let's do a little tail damage here. It's a D6 plus some stuff. Ooh, that's 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. So just bam, slams into you. Okay. This sucks. Lucky, it's your turn. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> Oops. And uh, let's check in with Jason and Trent, shall we? How are you guys doing? Um, <laughs> it's my turn. Yep, Lucky's turn. Oh, I have a backup character ready. Both of you are so... <laughs> so you got that going for you. I, you've, done, you've, done, you've done a total of 10 points of damage to this creature. Super. Are you kidding? You've done a ton of damage to like actual joke. No, because you you killed like eight, nine other things in this fight. Yeah, I, um, this is like a three up fight almost. We were just like, oh, you know what? We should save till the end. The giant, scary, terrifying centipede. You gotta yeah, kill right. the ads. <laughs> <laughs> I man, do, do we remember? I, I don't think we caught it at the tail end when we were looking. Um, do do we remember? Do I have? Anything in my hand? No, you had gotten a potion out and just administered it to Jane. To, okay. uh, to uh, Ari. So moved, yep. pulled, administered. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because you know, often when we're restarting recording sessions, we'll listen to the last few minutes of our last episode, and you talk about how you had... We might get this wrong, so, you know, tweeted an X at us. We're on threads, too, sometimes, when we remember. Or TikTok. We actually do occasionally check our TikTok. TikTok message us. Yeah, and you know um, I do think you made a comment about how your hands were now free and you would probably be going back in for another potion. Yeah, I did say that. I'm I'm trying to figure out the best play here. Um, can I delay? I'm going to delay. <gasps> delay? Mm-hmm. No deception. I want to think a little bit longer. Okay, I'm going to move you over to the delay category on this awesome Paizo combat pad. Little, not a sponsor because we don't have those. Just love this fucking product. <laughs> it's at this point that you... You hear something coming. You hear <laughs> the pitter patter of little, small size creature feet One set? running. What's that? One set of feet? The pitter patter of a set of feet. <laughs> I'm very happy to tell it sounds so fast. Those are little fast beats. Yeah, it is it is a dead sprint. Whoever's feet that is, they're Naruto running. <laughs> yes. It's funny you say that. Because none of you would be able to he- to see this, but you you hear the feet coming and you just you hear a single cry coming into the room. Tiny Zack Goblin from the flashback. And you just hear yelled. Blood for Lamashter! Oh, yeah. Get it, little goblin. This goblin, arms behind him, a kukri in each hand, jumps as if if a string attached to the front of his chest was yanking him towards the centipede. Yes. Just flinging his body, arms out. Is he a goblin monk? No, I I don't know. Would you someone be so kind as to put this at the northeast corner of the centipede, please? Oh my god, he's so scary. He picked like one of the worst deities to save and arrest a character. Sprints in to a flanking position with Ari. 
I love him. <laughs> and whips out one for uh, for two actions here. Does a special attack, almost fainting with the first blade in from one angle as he brings the second kukri up underneath the centipede. All right, you know what? I got two dice in New York because Jane kindly bought me a gift. Let's use the one Jane gave me uh -oh. for this goblin. It's not my fault. Running in, yelling, Blood for the master! Jane's dice is going to be rolled. Okay. And we hope that it's good. <laughs> Somehow, if he rolls bad, you guys are going to act like it's my fault now. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. All right, here we go. First attack, coming in. Uh, okay. Let's see. <laughs> Hit the drop. Not promising. <laughs> oh, you mean the drop that's labeled, fuck you all? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, first attack is a miss. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Just right off the edge. This, that's the worst part of playing. Like a dramatic entry. Yeah, of, of doing a dramatic entrance that you're like so hyped for, and then you're like, oh, and I miss. Yep. And then, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the second attack, kink, like sinks a blade in, but like doesn't quite get through the flesh. And the goblet at this point is almost hanging off of the centipede. Amazing. Like on these kukris, gnashing teeth. Wow. All right, uh, Lucky, you are holding. If not, it is Ari's turn. Anything, Lucky? Go for it. Okay, so at the end of the last episode, did I already have the potion that Yes, was you have in the potion hand? in hand. It's in my hand yes. currently. Okay, so I'm going to drink the potion. Okay, does drinking a potion have an interact action? I think so. Probably. Yes. It does. I know drawing one does, but does Let's drinking see. a potion? Looking over at my basic actions... Sick, release, ready, leap. Can mm, raise a shield. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick up Arthur's body and use it as a shield. Baldur's Gate style, you're going to pick up and throw Arthur's body. Uh -huh. You can activate a potion with an interact action. Okay. okay. So this will provoke an attack of opportunity. Oh, are you <laughs> All right. Do you still want to do this? No. Uh, no, I don't, actually. Okay. If I'm going to attack, uh, provoke an attack of opportunity, I am going to just try to stab it. Okay, you're going to stab it first? What are you saying? I don't like, know. Why, are you, what, why do you have that It's tone? just trying to confuse you. <laughs> Drink the potion, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are currently flanking this, the scorpion yeah, or the that, centipede. That, that, I, I'm just going to... I'm going to... Oh, that actually would have made the attack a little higher. Still would have been a miss, but would have been better. I'm mm. going to stab with my kukri. Okay. You're flanking, so it's flat-footed, or off-guard, I believe is what the remaster calls it. Still getting hang of this. Yeah. For those of you listening, the books haven't come out yet, although I think we'll be releasing post that. I think oh, that's a miss. What did you roll? Nine. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay. I was yeah. ready for the button. Uh, that's a nine total. Nine total? Uh-huh. On your first attack bonus? Uh-huh. Dirty yeah, okay. nine. That's, that's, a, call that's it. a dirty nine. You dirty nine. You dirty nine. You dirty nine. <laughs> you dirty nine. A dirty nine the is real just a dirty six. nine. Yeah. <laughs> so you got two actions left. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, I'm gonna try to stab it again. Okay. Second attack. Ari's penalty freaking coming in. brave. So brave. Fourteen. Miss. Thirteen. Miss. Okay. Um, and now she's gonna run away. Oh, provoke attack of opportunity. You can take one step, gonna... but you're still within reach. I think. Yeah, because the freaking whippy tail. Whips out. It's whippy tail. Okay, okay fine. Instead of reach, instead of running instead of running away. Yeah, I think so. Jump on. Instead it. of running away, I'm going to just drink the potion now at the end. And take an attack of opportunity. Yep, and I'm gonna nimble dodge it. Okay. Here comes that attack. Well, at least you'll eat the reaction for everyone. Okay. Only bad choices, really. Yep. Okay, so here we go. I don't think it's gonna be a crit and interrupt you. <laughs> Wait, what was it? What was it? You're just assuming that it hits me? <laughs> oh, you're right. It might not hit. Uh, 20. I have a 21 AC right now because oh, of Nimble Dodge. That you managed to dodge while chugging. You dodge yeah. chug oh, a potion. Yeah. For the listeners, Jane said that with a lot of head movement and eyebrow yeah. eye expression. There was a, there's a subtext there a that I'll let you all read on your own. <laughs> all right, so you chug the potion. How much do you heal? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how yeah, like, potions work. Like it's like 1d8. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. All right. We'll go ahead. I'm going to just do that on my own, and you can go cry. Arthur, you're stable, right? You're just unconscious yeah, and I'm, stable. I'm unconscious. Cool. Nice quick turn. Uh, Nick? Uh, I'll un I'll unhold. Uh, after Ari or after Arthur? Uh, after Ari. Okay. And then I'm going to... Is there anywhere I can administer a potion to Arthur without being in range of this thing? 
Um, no, because it's you've seen it make its uh, its reactive attack. Um, oh, with yeah, its so fifteen it foot reach it tail. Might be safe. However, do. it did just trigger reaction on Jane. Right, right. Yeah, just used it. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you didn't hit it. <laughs> and it didn't do much for me. You know what? <laughs> All right, I, quit. I, gotta... I quit the podcast. <laughs> no. I got after this round, I might come with you. Pull and administer one to Arthur. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's what I do. That's a D8? Yep. So pull, administer. That still leaves you with a free action, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not a free, an additional action, unused. All right. Trent has some amount of hit points. And then I'm going to just withdraw. I have mobility, so I'm going to go half my speed just straight back. And mobility is... I can move up to half my speed without uh, triggering a react. Cool. So that's that's what, 10 feet is half your speed rounded down? Just in case. I probably wouldn't anyways, but I don't want to... Rather not find out. Yeah, well, yeah. no reactive attacks over here. All right, Arthur, you are conscious, and it's your turn. Well? Your shield and mace are on the ground, and you are laying down. Shield's broken. Oh, right. Um, the pieces of your shield. Well, it's, yes. not, it's, not, it's not destroyed. It's just broken. Yeah, it's broken. Um, so he will grab the mace, stand up. Okay. Uh, that's two actions. So because of the cornering position of this goblin that you don't know is there, you are technically flanking this uh, whip tail. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> why not? He'll attack it. Oh, okay. Um, fuck it, you know. Gotta put I some damage on it. <laughs> That's 18? Because of flanking, that hits. Oh, yes. hell yeah. But only because of flanking. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. What kind of damage are you going to do to this thing? <laughs> uh, That's five damage. Hey. hey. Minimum damage. Oh. That's all right. Hey, that, that counts. All right, Nikolai. Now remember, before we start your turn, you've got a death save. I believe, I believe what we've said is at least, especially for other people. But I guess this is important for us to clarify at this point. For death saves, are we saying that you need to spend your hero patch before you roll to roll twice and take the better? And we, I know it's the case. Like if someone wants to give you because they can't know the result. Right. But do we think that for you individually, you should be able to see your own result and then choose to spend, or do you think you should pre-spend to roll twice? I think you got to pre-spend. I would say pre-spend. But you, if you have to use all three, no, no, you it only have to use all out. three to auto succeed. Oh, okay. Because so you yeah, could still stabilize. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right. At this point, you have two choices, Jason. Mm-hmm. Assuming you're even still alive, which you might be back pocketing. Like, yeah, sorry, right. suckers. Um. You, so yeah, let's call it like this. Here's what here's my ruling on the table as it stands. There is the you can choose to before you make any roll, spend all of your hero points to instantly stabilize. Okay. And your wounded condition does not increase when you do this. Okay. So you would stabilize, and your wounded condition would be whatever it was before you. So if you already had a wounded one, and you were going to be you know, regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or if you're feeling, or, or if you, so I guess you would only choose to do this if you had more than one hero point. You could choose to spend a single one and roll basically with advantage, mm. uh, 5e style. Roll sense. two saves, pick the better. So I don't think you should be able to see a result first and then decide to re-roll. Yeah. Just because our de- we're playing a little more, a little heavier on death, a little more intense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you only have one, it is always more efficient to say like, I'm going to spend that shit and auto-pass. Thank you very much. Right. Or you could say, yeah, no. Or, I mean, who knows? If you're really feeling like luck is your thing and you want to see it, you'd be like, I have one. I'm going to choose it to roll twice and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's your thing, Jason. You can spend any hero points before you do or don't do anything. Nope, I rolled. Oh crap! Tell us what flashes through Nikolai's mind. I would say you see like a child, Nikolai, and he's like out in the field, and in the very distance you hear Nikolai, like he's supposed to come home, and he turns and starts running back towards this cabin in the middle of the Ugh. wooded area. I. I, I'm 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 not quite at the hero patch point yet, but I've really appreciated how ambiguous all of you have been with him. Your scenes are like, are they getting called back towards life or death? <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I really appreciate the theater of that. All right, what well, is now the giant whiptails turn? Terrible. Cool. Yep. It's got some options <laughs> for targets though. <laughs> We're having fun. This is so fun. fun. So fun. Everyone's really happy. Everyone loves this. We're having a great time. So Only James is having fun, for the record. Party, 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 party. <laughs> All right, it's got three actions. There's lots of things around. We're going to go for some fun here. Uh, okay, so I'll, I think 5, 10. Um, Lucky is completely out of range. I think it's got to go for this this new this new 
this new shower upper. Cool. And let's see if I instantly kill this I'm NPC. All for, I'm all for that. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, whip kill around. Our deus ex machina. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I have the companion's guide for a reason, That's and fair. there's a handful of NPCs that might show up during difficult. I would fights. like to send a message to the psychopomps. <laughs> yeah. Right. No kidding. All right, here we go. Mandible attack on the goblin. Where's a crusader when you need him? Seriously. Yeah, where's Nelibet? Oh, okay. Okay, holy shit. That's that's a miss. As it whoosh and bites down, the goblin, like, manages to finally yank his kukris out of the armor of the centipede and, like, hit a shoulder, roll and come up right as the mouth of the centipede just slams into the ground, dirt flying up into the cave. The goblin seems to have no issue, of course, with how dark it is in here, just whipping around, dodging, moving. You can see, like, sort of a pretty worn down and worn out old set of like leathers and armor on the goblin as as they're moving around. All right, it's going to throw a whip tail. Where do I want to throw this whip tail now? Um, it's going to throw a whip tail at Ari now. Knew it. Can you do your thing? <laughs> yeah, do Nimble you, dodge. Would you, would you like to before I give you the result yeah, of this attack? I can attack? do it every turn, right? You, every re- Oh no, you used it on your turn oh, to dodge yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. so you can't. Not bad. Uh, 18. An 18's a hit? I thought what? your AC was 21 when you dodged, which is only goes up by two, so is your oh, AC yeah. 19? So I have a 19. So not a hit. Miss. Okay. okay. Not a hit. I still had a flat-footed on. Me. Yes, you're not flat-footed. Just yeah. kill me. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, it's a hit. I died. Oops. <laughs> bye. Final See you guys attack. later. <laughs> final attack at Arthur with the final yeah. tail hit. That's a shit roll. Uh, how do you feel about a seven to hit? Uh, wow, that's a hit, actually. No, yeah, yeah, that's a miss. Yeah, when your shield breaks, it actually also reduces your armor. Yeah, all the way to 10. <laughs> Minus five. <laughs> all right, slams off of your armor. Now it goes to the top of the order, and this goblin just... What the fuck was that sound? It's <laughs> a sound of a barbarian. I honestly think that... I hope he's raging. I mean, I guess he is attacking this thing, too, but we'd probably be like, oh, fuck. Now we have to kill yeah, a goblin. Now kill this goblin, too. <laughs> and you see the goblin do, like, a weird little, like, run up and jump off the wall with a little spin. Uh, oh, awesome. A little badass. Well, he tries for it. Let's yeah. let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> all right. As he faints. The flare is cool. Ooh, okay. That's not a bad faint. That's going to be 19 oh. against the will DC, I believe, of the creature, mm-hmm. which is a success. The creature begins to dodge right where it thinks the goblin's going as it then hits the ground, rolls underneath it, and just starts stabbing straight up at the <laughs> belly. It's literally saying that as it stabs. Wow. Like, <laughs> and so here we go. We're going to go for that. In retrospect, he didn't need to do that, but he's not the smartest goblin in the world. That's why we love him. <laughs> so here we go. Kukri number one. Oh, there's no one natural 20 for a second. That's a miss. Kukri number two is going to be a miss. See, this is the worst part of doing cool shit. <laughs> yeah. That first roll would, would have hit if I'd used it to hit instead of <laughs> fainting. But the goblin's just here for a good time, not for a long time. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ari, it's your turn. All right, Ari's <laughs> gonna do what Ari can do and just try to stab it with the cougar. And I think you still have panache. I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I said that same tongue click I talked about. Sorry, folks. I'll have to cut that out. If you don't hear it, it's because I cut it out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> up, I'll let you have your moment there. I'll let you do your thing. What do you got? Well, I'm trying to decide if I want. Like, okay. It's been a minute since we played. Do I have to say if I'm doing the finisher before I hit? Yes, before you roll. Before I roll. Because you'll expend it. Well, even if you miss, it still goes off. But that's sort of the downside is it's it's a it's a risk. It's a gamble. I like that you're rolling your die as you're like guessing what as you want to like do. As I'm like thinking about mm-hmm. what I want to do. Uh, it's very video game. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to try to hit it with the kukri and the finisher. Oh, okay. You're going to drop your finisher on your first attack. Yep. Here we go. Big roll. Oh, big roll. natural 18. Nice. Uh, uh, hold on. And it is flat foot. It's what's that total? Um, terrible math. And they're labeled now. That's two. Almighty, that's some terrible. So now um, if we mess it up, it's just because we're no good at this. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Because it's flat-footed, that's a crit, Jane. Okay. So. Oh God, and that's on her finisher yeah, too. Finisher. So yes. So much with the finisher. And then I just double the damage. You double, yeah. Roll your just your normal attack, and then just flat double that shit. Twenty points of damage. <laughs> oh shit. Yes. Okay. Still well, not the the most done. 
Still not the most. No, but I think it was on. It wasn't a I... great roll, but that's okay. Okay, well, so you you expend your panache as you just slam you your your kukri, much in the way this goblin can't right through its armor, and mm-hmm. you it's it's uh it's not one hit away, but it's close. It's wounded still, and you you do a massive blow to it. You've got two actions left. Oh yeah, that's fun. I was kind of like, all right, that's my turn. I'm done. And you run away. <laughs> and I escape. Uh, it does have its reaction back now. Yeah, presumably. I know. So I'm just going to hit it again. Second attack. You got this. Oh, natural 20. Oh, my God. So what's that total come out to? Uh, that is a 23. That's a crit. That's a critical hit, though, because Heck. you rolled a natural 20, yes. which also means you get a card. Roll yes. me a d4 or a d6, some sort of low die. Oh, oh okay. Destroy okay. carapace. Well done. Decapitate. <laughs> that would be awesome. Cut off one singular leg. leg. <laughs> <laughs> Instant at uh, four. Okay, one, two, three, and four. This is a slashing attack from a kukri. Mm-hmm. Uh, swings through. Make an additional attack at a foe adjacent to the original target using the same attack modifier as the original attack. I'm going to say this creature is so big, you, you can swing through it to hit it again. You so attack, I hit the it twice. <laughs> attack the goblin. So you get to attack Sad. again at the same attack penalty that this one was at. So that was your second attack penalty. Uh-huh. So you can make a you can immediately make a free attack that doesn't cost an action at your second attack penalty. Okay, great. So the first attack is eight points of damage. Is that it already doubled? Uh, no. So 16. Describe your kill. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Holy so, shit. Yeah, Ari like, takes the potion, slashes it, and then just like whips it around with her whippy tail and slashes <laughs> it again. Tail. Do you have a whippy tail? <laughs> her sword, her kukri looks like a whippy tail. It's a tail. flavor whippy tail. Yeah. yeah. Flavor I think she just like comes like <laughs> up like right under its little mandible head and just... just oh. And yeah. the whole thing like shudders two or three times, almost like it's going to try to come at you. And Ari's like... Yeah. She's like, this is so gross and I hate it. That was so brave of what what you just did. And then it <laughs> fuck, <laughs> falls to the ground and shudders. And this goblin looks at you like mouth agape with eyes wide. And just, that was so fucking cool. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <sighs> looks around. So what's your little like spin thing? <sighs> Thanks. Yeah, rather, <laughs> rather ineffective, but it. it oh, shut up! I like your spin. <laughs> you are adventuring heroes. Yes. I'm gonna go heal Jason. <laughs> yeah. We're like, hold on one second. This blood coming out <laughs> of your mouth. This goblin is literally almost standing on top of your body, Jason. Just has zero fucking cares in the world for it. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Let's, let's stay in combat time. So lucky you are okay. certain of next, and you would have the action economy to move, draw, and administer a potion. Yeah. Okay. So I'll do that. Do you have any potions left? You I had do. quite a few. Yeah, I got I got four more. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> to be fair, I think the thought was Lucky is often the last one alive. Yeah, was. yeah. yeah give well, Lucky the And if you recall, I was gonna give I was gonna hand some out before the fight and I decided not to. That's so. right for flavor <laughs> yeah. reasons. Very lucky <laughs> Actually, you know what? Because I think I think this is exactly why we're supposed to have that. I think you're a patch for it. <laughs> Well, in that case, just acknowledging, you're right, I actually okay. take give you a patch for that. Just acknowledging, <laughs> very good character play. <laughs> Love it when it puts other characters at risk. Um, so you run over, yeah. administer a potion. Now here's an important question. Does Nikolai's, do Nikolai's eyes open? Are you still alive? Three hit points. Nikolai's eyes slowly, slowly open. Yes! He's lucky standing over him and it's like... It's thank, dead. Thank you. Ari is covered in centipede goo. <laughs> and Lucky, Ari's like standing there with her kukri in its body still, like covered in goo, and Lucky's like, I, I killed it. I did most of it. She got the last shot. <laughs> Nikolai will sit up, and I imagine when he sits up, he's like eye to eye with the goblin next to him. You know what I think it's time for when you see this goblin? Fun. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, he's terrifying. Wow. <laughs> I like he's got his like, sword. Um, <laughs> we don't even know where to begin. Like, they're yeah. like falchion. They're kukris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like big because he's like... Yeah. They're like... They're hooked, though. That's yeah. pretty cool. Classic goblin, toothy, fangy yeah, like sort of... green color. Grimace going on. Yeah. It looks like he has grenades on yeah, his belt. Yeah, those bombs. 
Might be. He has like a cool. Willem Dafoe smile. Yeah. Played by Willem Dafoe. And uh, some cool furry boots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boots with the fur. Little hat. Little um, hat spike thing. hat thing. Are those bombs? Um, Might be. Uh, Jane Greatest Hair. Yeah. Oh, uh, if we're considering hair being the spiky headband situation, I would say seven of ten. Yeah. Solid. It's kind of cool. It's got yeah. a little, like, either some sort of interesting birthmark or, like, tattoo or paint on his forehead, a little diamond. Yeah. Andy like Circus a... would play the animated version of it. For him. sure. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, a yeah. notch out of one ear. I, it's, it's remarkable to me how toothy that grin is. Like, Very how toothy. much flesh you Like, red flesh you see around his teeth yeah. inside of his mouth. Like Extremely disconcerting. You don't see that kind of dental health in a goblin. <laughs> yeah, he's taking great care. He has, has a couple of earrings as well. Mm-hmm. All right. What's and your it name, looks like strange his name goblin is, man? Oh. Yeah. Well, and it does, he just sort of like... <laughs> what he, are you? He, he's, he's so focused on Ari after that kill and using the same kind of weapon he does. And um, he's just like I'm I am knock 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 who's there (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm knock knock you're not dead no I am not Uh, awesome I like your little kukris those are those are neat I am the chosen of Lamashtu and these were her gifts to me oh at the at Lamashtu he Nikolai like (laughs) makes a face and like gets up and moves away from this goblin he's like I I am on a quest. What's oh. your quest? I will become the fifth goblin hero god, and I must learn from others. Oh. That's great. I think Lamashtu sent me here to learn from you. What is your name? Oh. You oh, also oh. wield her weapon. <laughs> Ari, like, looks wide-eyed at the group and is like, that's great. Now it's you're, so you're, nice to meet you. Yes, of course you can come along with Nikolai us. Nikolai gives you the thumbs up. <laughs> She's like, um, I'm Ari, and in full disclosure, I just took this from someone, so I also, no one gave it to me. I took these from my village after it was destroyed by a hydra. Oh, no. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That's so sad. But clearly your, your parents are still alive. No, they died. Oh. And I, I had to defeat the hydra. Did you defeat it? Yes. Good job. That I'm sounds a like little, a no. uh, sense motive. It's, yeah, I'll let you do that as an open one. I'm going to treat my own wounds. <laughs> yeah, Ari's like will. bleeding out still, so she's going to be like, um, excuse me for a minute. Oh, of course, of course. Do, do you, you have, have perception? potions in your little tiny bag there? Dirty. Uh, and you sort of see where he's, he's sort of, you can kind of see that he's done some mental gymnastics where in his mind surviving the Hydra okay. is, is having Checks defeated out. it in his myth. And he's like, so, um... What you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, we, we have to take a moment here to... Uh, I'm very injured. We are bleeding profusely. Do you have any ability it's to heal? I can pray to Lamashtu. It's all right. I will take care of it. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Just Don't you know. worry about it. I got it. <laughs> but, but when I become a god, then then I am sure I shall be able to, to right any wrong. Did you know that Ari's god huh? was not always a god? And then he walks away. What? <laughs> Oh yeah! Just, just, tell me, just, just one tell me everything. Just one, one second, buddy. And um, <laughs> okay. and actually, uh, Arthur over here uh, oh. is also a god. And she just walks away. <laughs> he looks over at Arthur. Eh. My shield broke. <laughs> <laughs> My village gonna, broke. Oh. Ari's gonna treat her own wounds as well. Sure. And so I'll say that, like, for the next minute or two, if, if none of you stop him, Knock Knock is just sort of, like, idly wandering around like a foul-mouthed, like, child to all of you, just like, yeah. what's this? That's fucking dumb. <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind of being a little bit of an ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said very... you're healing yourself? Uh, yeah, but if you want to heal me, oh, you totally can. I, I still need healing. I would too. love some healing. Okay. For the sake of keeping yeah. this somewhat expeditious on air, or, you know, maybe segueing towards a pause, do you have ward medic or anything like that yet? I don't. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're just going to figure out that healing. And two hours of healing from work predominantly from Nikolai with Lucky jumping in to, to doing some healing as well. Two hours it takes you all to heal up to either full health or close enough to full health that you've decided, yeah, we're cool with this. Let's go. That whole time, unless anyone's talked, actually, does anyone talk to Knock Knock during that time? Because what I'll say is this is... There's a so I have everything for like if you want to create influence with knock knock during like influence encounters and things like that. 
Knock Knock is super interested in you. Ari. Yeah, Ari would talk to Knock Knock, and Ari's also gonna because she got healed really fast, back up yeah. to full. So she's gonna like walk around and kind of like check out this little cavern and stuff like that, and see if she can find this freaking ring that we're looking for um, on any of the bodies of the mites or anything like that. And like, if Knock Knock wants to talk to her, that's fine. And Knock Knock is just asking, like, so how do you hear your cookery? Yeah. Now, do you like I, to stab I, in the belly or like in the face and the eyes? Oh, that's <laughs> such a that's such a really creepy way to ask that knock knock. But uh... <laughs> in the eyes is most effective. <laughs> I guess I just use. I don't know. I don't really think about it. I just do it. So actually, given that you're sort of participating as well, Arthur, I'd like for either of you to make influence uh, checks with with knock knock. Um, remember, you can always use diplomacy, but there is likely better skills based on the different things Knock Knock has shared he's interested in. Can I use performance because I'm so flashy? Uh, you can, but you you don't know if that'll be successful or not. Can, uh, I will roll can, warfare lore. What I'll say is you can also make, and I forgot this, you also can make sort of a perception check to get a feel for Knock Knock, which actually I guess you've done a little bit, Jason, and to see what Knock Knock's into. Like you can sort of get a lay of the land. So Jason, your sort of sense motive earlier and mm-hmm. I'd also say that you see that he he is interested in, like, you kind of pick up, obviously, interested in religion. Doesn't seem to have a full grasp on it, but, like, has an interest. I, yeah, I want to talk to him about Lamash, too, at some point. Okay, well, save that and get into it. So, you know, diplomacy and religion are for sure on there, on his influence skills. Um, I can roll diplomacy. Sure. Uh, no, religion. Religion's actually better. I'll do better. diplomacy. Okay, yeah. And uh, both of you get plus two on this because he just saw you help defeat a giant monster, which he thinks is just badass. 15 for Ari. Okay, and he's just... He just sort of like is talking with you lightly. You don't seem to have a huge impact on him. 22, religion. So now, what are you talking about with him about religion? Uh, I don't think Arthur probably knows too much about Lamash too, mm-hmm. but um, he would, you know, knowing that he straight up said that he believes he's, you know, an instrument of Lamash too. He would probably be like, that's, that's interesting. Tell me about your, your proclivity for, uh, what I understand, if I'm not mistaken, is a rather devious God. So here's what your religion mm-hmm. check, I think would bring you for quick information. Lamash is also known as the mother of monsters. Um, her don't like her areas of concern. Can we play this out? Can we play out this information? Sure. In conversation? Sure. Okay. Um, so the, 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 this is where I'm going to contrast things a little bit. So top of mind, you would really briefly know Lamashtu is the mother of monsters, and you'd know like high level, her areas of concerns are aberrants, monsters, and nightmares. Uh, um, so you, you consider yourself a tiny little nightmare. No, I'm, I'm a hero. I must, I must do heroic things. Mm. I must, I must spread, I'm, I, I must do enough to earn, to earn her attention so that she can make me one of the, the goblin hero gods oh, like she did the others. I see. Knock, knock. If yes. I may. Yes. Lamashtu, she is the mother of monsters, yes? Yes, the mother of the... She created the goblin hero gods. All four. But you are going around and killing her monsters. Uh, um, but in her name. Isn't her overall goal to make everything monstrous and to rid the world? But maybe she can use the pieces from these to make new ones? Hmm. You should make armor out of this. <gasps> and he just dives like teeth and kukri's first into this, like cutting this thing up. Uh, Ari like looks at you guys and is like, great, great. This is really this is fun. Yes. This is it fun. Is. He's I, so fun. I am having fun. But he does kind of look to both of you and he's sort of cutting and cutting. He's like, so what other heroic stuff? Do your gods have you do heroic things? Sort of looking like he, he does like sort of have a little bit of an interesting connection with you two. And there's been a little bit of um of some sort of build with him. A little bit of influence is built up. From he looks two. down at Knock Doc and he says, I am the follower of Erastil. Eh, Erastil. Old dead eye. <gasps> the horny god. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's more Kid and Kalen, but yes, I guess. With that, he's, he's got he's horns, the right? Antlers, antlers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's just gnawing away with his teeth, like trying to pull one of the carapace plates off of the centipede. I am training to be a knight of Lastwall to overthrow the whispering tyrant. 
you could be a knight for me when I become a god. I thought, I thought for a second you were going to say the whispering Tyler. And the I was whispering like, just Tyler. A guy, just a guy named Tyler. It's like, hey guys, I'm Tyler. Yeah. My name is Tyler. <laughs> oh god, I hate threat. that guy. <laughs> and he's like trying to gnaw. He's like gnawing at like where he's trying to free one of the plates. You could become a knight for me when I become a god. Uh, it would be an honor. <gasps> Excellent. My first night. Would you like to follow with us? I want to we... train with you. I okay. want to be a hero. Ari like looks at Arthur and is like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk. We got, <laughs> we can't just be inviting people willy nilly. Come on. But you haven't even found the can... ring that we came here for. You're looking for a ring? And I, I, yeah. I do think while we're getting healed up, Ari would look at Arthur and be like, why are we down here in this horrible centipede hole just trying to find this ring? We cannot just do stuff like this. I made a solemn promise. Oh, Jesus. She's like, I just... That I would bring back from the clutches of the, her enemies this very important wedding ring. <gasps> I just, I feel like we're gonna die down here and all for this ring we probably won't even find. You know, these aren't our enemies, right? They're just creatures that happen to have a ring. They're just like the bandits we fought. They're just, intelligent. They live somewhere. Yeah, we didn't even ask questions. It's a depressing thought. Yeah. I mean, they did try to murder us. So did the bandits. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> we that's look. just the way this world works. The bandits tried to murder our friends at the outpost. All right, how about this? And we let them go. At least some of them. Ah! Knock, knock, screams as he falls off with one of the carapace <laughs> plates and throws it to the side and climbs back on. Careful. Continue. Arthur, knock, knock, and I will go and find the ring. Okay, great. And you guys stand watch. Cowards. I'm not saying I won't help you. I'm just saying, why are we even doing this? Because I am devoted to this quest. Well, you guys both passed out, so. There are important <laughs> things you must learn, Ari. Like, Ari people... just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> he continues to talk <laughs> as you walk away. People must be aided. Ari is digging around, looking for the ring. People who need help. At, at this point, you see Knock Knock has stopped, and he's just looking at you, nodding along. Yes, help them from La Marche too. And oh well, with blood. Mm, <laughs> I don't, I don't know about. Well, now you're fucking dumb. He just like goes back to knock, cutting knock. away. What is your climbing skills like? Ah, uh, I, I like I can. I'm a great climber. It's all actually of, how I survived the Hydra. Sorry. All of the other monsters. <laughs> I want to hear that story one day. Um, all of the other monsters. Ran down this uh, crevice. Well, do we check the boss's body? Yeah. Can I look and see if I can find yes. this ring? So let's let's talk about what you got going in I'm here. I'm going to tell him to go scout down the hole. Yeah, so I'm still <laughs> fine with that. Because if no one helps those who need help, <laughs> what will happen <laughs> to the entire world? Why do you sound like FDR right now? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just like monologuing in the corner. <laughs> So a couple I of things. Help. So real quick around the table, who's doing what? So you asked Knock Knock to go look across, like, scout across scout the, chasm. the chasm. Okay, so he's he's going there. What are you doing? Uh, keeping an ear out for him and anything he stirs up when he climbs down the chasm. Got it. Lucky, what are you doing? Looting. Looting. Arthur. Loot that body. Monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, looking for the ring. Okay, so the two of you who are looting, you find a few things. You check out Grabble's body. Grabble's was like the warlord chief on Tickleback. Yep. Huh? <laughs> I don't mind satisfying. that being in. All right. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a satisfying sound. <laughs> uh, all right, so Grabble's doesn't have much. Grabble's was wearing leather armor and had a trident. Just stuff. Uh, Tickleback's a giant tick, so you got that going for you. Take the trident back and say it was your dad's. Yeah, <laughs> right. The the, mit, the one he had. The mitflits all had handfuls of darts and short swords. Nothing too special. But remember that there's a table in this room. That there's some stuff on the table. There is a a bag, uh, a, a burlap sack under the table, and there's a couple things on the table. Who wants to take the sack? Who wants to take the table? I'll take the table. Sure. I'll all right. So you start digging through the sack, Lucky, and you find um, twelve spearheads. Oh, cool. 193 copper, you know, 120 silver. Which remember, silver is the coin of yeah, the land. That's, in that's that's not bad. 120 silver. And eight gold pieces. Now, on top of the table, Jane, Ari finds 
there's like a there's a big paperweight of a statuette, and then uh, it's holding. What's down. the statuette of? Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. You, you know, I love a statuette. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, do you speak Civil War general? Do you speak undercommon? <laughs> uh, I do. Oh, okay. Wow. So, th- so you find a bunch of pieces of paper that seem to be keeping track of key pieces of treasure that have changed hands throughout the Kobold Mitflit War. Mm. And you see an undercommon, you see two columns, one labeled us, another labeled them. Okay. The us <laughs> column lists only two things, quote unquote, lots of spears and coins <laughs> and kobold statue. Oh, it's a kobold statue. It's a statue of kobold. The them column lists magic dust Lots of coins and shiny human ring. God damn it. So it's yeah. not even down here? Nice. Tune in next week to find out. Uh, we will go and find the ring. To I the hate, ring! I hate this. Ari part. stabs Arthur. <laughs> 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 The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.